This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. So you might have heard there's a game on Saturday, um, but yeah, we're not really going to talk much about it. It's the warm-up episode 137. It's your host, Brady Frost. I'm joined by Reach's EFL editor for Yorkshire, Mr. Dom Housen. Dom, how are you doing? I'm very good. Uh, like you guys, I'd love to say I'm really excited about the next fixture, but that would be a gigantic lie. It is the one that I think town just need to get out of the way and then crack on with the final 11 matches of the season. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, we'll, you know, we're not going to spend the next 40 minutes or so talking about it, but let's let's see. Uh, I think we're all slightly, a uh, bit of trepidation, shall we say. You'd notice I didn't go to uh, um, Tom Bradshaw first, but I'm going to go to him now, the evening doodler, as he's dubbing himself at the moment. Tom, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Um, I totally echoing. Dom's thoughts there. I just, yeah, not really looked like I just want to almost forget it and just wake up and be like, oh yeah, we lost three uh, nil. Let's get, <laughs> let's get those eleven, those eleven games uh, won and stay up. <laughs> Great start to this podcast. Yeah, come on, lads. We're gonna have to g up the listeners. Um, you know, otherwise, what's the point? Come on, I'll, I'll do it then. Right, let's, let's get stuck in. It's Andrew Brighton right his first home game this weekend against the boys from Beeston, Leeds United, a team that hasn't lost in 2024 and has won nine league games in a row, the second in the league two currently. I said I'd G you up. It's his first home game. Who knows what happens? It's a derby. Who knows what's going to happen? Anything could happen. That's why we love it, football. Um, But, Dom, doing a Frank Lampard transition there, it's a bit of a tough ask for a new manager, isn't it, this fixture? It is, but do you know what? When we're looking for sort of green shoots of recovery right now, what could play into Town's hands is the fact that Leeds play Chelsea on the Wednesday. And so um, they will make changes for that. They've got a few injury issues. Um, I've unfortunately seen quite a lot of Leeds in the last couple of months. So I'm very aware of what their strengths and weaknesses are. And and at the moment, I have to say there aren't a lot of weaknesses. Uh, They do frighten me quite a bit. Um, But 
yeah, the fact that Town have had the entire week, and I think that's what's going to be great for um, Brighton writer, is that he has just been able to focus for the first time on getting to know the players as much as anything, you know, and actually work with them on the training ground. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully Town might be able to, you know, spring a bit of a surprise. Uh, and I think we just all don't want Town to get disgraced in front of the cameras as well. And I think if they can not concede early, you know, I think that it's about trying to just sort of keep it tight um, as long as they possibly can. Um, you know, leads are beatable. I mean, I know they're on a phenomenal run at the minute and there's a lot riding on it for them on Saturday because they're going for a club record of 10 straight league wins. Um, but we have seen that Town have got the quality. And, and if you actually look at home, they've taken, what, draws, Ipswich, Southampton, I know under different you know, under Darren Moore at the time. So they have actually raised the game against some of the big boys this season. So, yeah, that's where I'm looking at. I think there are some positives for town, but I think if we're realistic, I still expect Leeds will come out on top. But hopefully it'll be close. Mm-hmm. And you, like you say, you've had the unfortunate... Um... Unfortunately, you've had to watch Leeds a fair bit. Do you think, you know, we talked about how positive and kind of, you know, fresh it was to see uh, John Worthington go at Southampton away and now they ended up losing that game 5-3. Do you think a, sim- a similar approach might be best against Leeds? Like you say, they, although they don't have a lot of weaknesses, you know, maybe it's better going toe-to-toe for them rather than like setting up in the low block. I think what we've learned in like the last week or so since Brighton Writer was appointed is that when it comes to his style of play, is that in the long run, he wants them to play on the front foot and be aggressive and have that intensity, really go after teams. I'm going to suggest not doing that against Leeds United after what happened at Elland Road. Uh, And I, I think the team selection is going to be crucial. We might reflect a little bit on the Watford match. Amazing for Tom Edwards to come on, making you know, an impact, get an assist. Uh, but he was torn apart at Ellen Road. And in a back four, he can't play in a back four against Leeds United if Somerville is fit for Leeds. There is a bit of a doubt at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's where you, you'd like to hope that Brighton writer, his staff, they will have done their homework. Um, and, and no doubt they'll be watching the Chelsea match too to see how many of like the regular starters play for Leeds. Um, and so I think they'd be really thorough and be prepared, you know, to what for what to you know to expect. Uh, and of course, like the crowds, that's the, the the you know where town they've got to use the crowd to their advantage. Um, and I, you, know, you you don't want to be completely passive. But you still, at the same time, have to show Leeds a level of respect because they've got the best front four in the league. They have where they can just open you up and hurt you, even if one of them or two of them look like they're off it. Uh, And that was the case last week when they played Leicester. They've blown the title race wide open by getting that result. So there's a lot riding on it for Leeds as well as Town. The incentive for town, though, is we know that if they if they can get the win, you know they play first before everybody. You know if they can get any sort of result, it's then the pressure that it's going to put on mm. all the other teams down there. 
Uh, and that's why it's fascinating since the, the, the managerial change at town and, and then to start so well as they did at Watford, going to, you know, entertain the juggernaut of the, the championship right now. And uh, so, yeah, Sky will be uh, licking their lips, really, at the fact that they've got this one on the telly at the weekend. Mm-hmm, definitely. And Tom, I suppose to, to get your perspective on this, what are you kind of expect from the encounter. I know um, I kind of did a joke tweet about the other day, but there's a lot of online discourse, so we sh- shall we say, heading up into this one. Maybe not helped by what our chairman tweeted, which we'll come on to later in the pod. But um, are you worried, excited? You know, like I say, Brighton Wright's first home game, you'd expect a little bit of a boost from that as well. You know, TV, yeah. there is the classic of some players uh, up their game when they're, they're live on Sky, um, but what are you thinking? I think the the main worry for me is um, not kind of how good Leeds have been in an attacking sense in these last few games, but I think they've only conceded one goal in the last six, which is very impressive. And that that is the more worry for me is like they, they seem to really have limited teams to chances in these last few games, kept possession really well. Um and it's like you've got to then take those chances. But someone came on last Saturday and did take his chances. I think what did he have? Maybe two or three shots, and he and he scored two of them. So if Town can get the ball in the right places and nick one, and then be be really solid, um, there was there was good signs from Watford, wasn't there? But it's like the the thing that a team like Leeds are going to do and and take advantage of is when your heads go and when. Straight after Town conceded that first goal, a lot of the players—I don't know what happened. It was a there was a pretty mad kind of ten minutes where Watford were getting in the box a lot. Tom Ince could have had a couple, and you—that quality falls to some of those lads up front for Leeds, and they're just going straight in, and you, you're looking at a three or four nil kind of again. So I think it's one of those where it might be more about mentality and uh, just being a bit more sensible on Saturday more than anything. And uh, as Dom touches on it, I'm sure it'll be quite a big, rowdy crowd there. So, yeah, you've got you've got to take that into consideration as well. Maybe make sure you don't go over the top, things like that. Yeah. I mean, something I just wanted to actually ask you, Tom, is, you know, we, with hindsight now, um, and we kind of said it at the time, but not as much as I'm uh, reluctant to go back to that 4-1 defeat at Ellen Road. Um, that was good, especially in person. But I think that kind of did it for a lot of um, people for Darren Moore. Similar, different circumstances, of course, but are you worried if the, this is a bad result? Um, you know, it's not the start Brighton right would wrong, want, but do you think the fans might be a bit more forgiving, potentially? Um, yeah, I think so. I think the, I think the problem with that, that performance at Ellen Road was after literally the first 15 minutes, everyone could see what the problems were and how Leeds were hurt in town. And then the first goal went in and you're like, right, come on, it's happened now. Let's let's sort this out a bit. Then the second, the third and the fourth going, you get to half time and you're kind of scratching your head like, what? how have you not? I think that was the problem with that performance was it, everyone else in the ground could see it. How couldn't as manager? And then he did change it half time, and we shored it up, and we actually had a, a semi decent second half against them. Um, even though they probably took the foot off the gas a bit, but do you know what I mean? Um, so 
I, th I think one one positive I really took from last Saturday as well was Brighton Wright saw the kind of changes that Ishmael made. I mean, Ishmael made who makes my aunt seen that for ages of him dragging off two players in the first 20 minutes, but like that really kind of gave a Watford a bit more. And Brighton Wright then also changed the formation, didn't he, as well? So I kind of like that. I like that about him. He seems to make quite strong decisions in the match. So um, I think, yeah, Breddit, look, if Town end up getting smashed 3 0, but there's actually some signs of an, an identity and and I, I always go back to when Wagner first came, and I, I think was it Wednesday where maybe um, where we ended up losing. But I remember being stood there with all the fans and everyone being like, "Look at that! Look at that! They're going for it. They're getting stuck in. They're, they're putting the press on." And people were just happy to see that because we had managers before who were just very conservative, uh, losing games one nil, but not really showing anything. So I think as long as there's that kind of aggression there and um, town fans can see that the lads have gone out there and tried them the best. Then um, I don't think there's going to be too many disappointed people, even if we lose. Town season isn't going to be defined by Leeds, and like the reality is that town will not deserve to stay up if they can't get as close as possible to the fit like 50 point, 52 point mark. You know, I, I think if town get four wins, three draws, I think they stay up. And you look at the home matches that they've still got to come. They are against, you know, they've got some good ones in Swansea, mm -hmm. Birmingham and Millwall. And you've got Rotherham away. You know, they've got to be targeting, like, points in those matches. They have to be. You know, that's that's where, you know, survival is going to be determined. And if they can't, then they're going to go down. Um, and they could find themselves in the bottom three after the weekend. But, you know, we were chatting before you know we started recording on the podcast and we were you know we're saying is that there are a lot of teams that have been dragged into it they're not out of it um and so there are going to be i'm sure plenty of twists and turns like over the coming weeks and months and so yeah i, I think for town if they can put in a sort of a spirited performance and you know as tom was saying there i agree with him i, I just think that if, if town can come away with the head held high build on it and then trying to get i think they've got to try and get just a win from the week i'd be satisfied with that you know i think uh matt and cosy you know the boys the other day were saying the same and i i agree with them really that i take three points from this week it's not you know it's not easy you know when you're playing two teams in the top six and then cardiff away on a you know midweek you know one of the longer trips yeah I, I think if town could get anything more than three points that should be seen as a great week for me Mm. And John, I was going to ask because obviously, um, first time we've had you on the pod since Andre Brighton Wright has been appointed. What do you make to the appointment? Obviously, we've only seen one game, but um, encouraging to you know come from behind to win. That's the first time Town have done that all season as well, actually. Not going to lie, my initial reaction was that I couldn't believe that Kevin Nagel and Town's board had taken such a risky appointment. You know, when you're thinking that. The season is on a knife edge and they've gone abroad, you know, after it didn't work with Darren Moore. Um, but I've sort of come round to you know, like the conclusion that um, it, as long as Town stay up this season, then um, I, I think it could be really exciting. The summer it could be. Um, and I think that 
it, it's one of those where he's, he's got to be given time to implement his ideas. We're all hoping this appointment is going to be more David Wagner than Jan Seer. Um, with every managerial appointment, whether they've gone for another British manager, you know, I was saying that, you know, I think Paul Heckingbottom might have been a good fit or John Eustace when he was available at the time. But Town have gone in a different direction. Uh, and, you know, it's the first time that Nagel's gone abroad and he's gone from like Neil Warnock, tried and tested. We know what he brings. Darren Moore, who had worked and built his CV up. And then you look at Brighton Writers' track record, you know, you can't not be impressed. Um, and uh, do you know what? The thing that stood out for me too is that, you know, I, you know when Town had made the appointment, you know, I'd read quite a few things saying that, you know, his English might be a bit of a work in progress. But then you hear his interviews um, and I think um, he comes across really well and, and his English um, is already at a very good level and it won't improve too. So again, in terms of, communication side that's so important you know he's going to get his messages across to the group um so yeah i i think that's where i sit really of where as long as town stay up i think it could be you know exciting times it could come back um but yeah it's, it's 12 game season isn't it and and it's difficult for him as well you know i've got a lot of sympathy you know, it's great that he's been able to bring his own staff in he can't bring in players he's got to work with this squad and try and get a tune out of these players and so that's where there is the you know the riskiness in the appointment but um he couldn't have got off to a better start you know and, and i think he needed that as well as there would have been other huddersfield fans out there like me who i'm sure would have had similar thoughts of where we're, we're unsure here and you know feeling that kevin nagel would roll the dice um and so yeah you know only time's going to tell but I mean, he's made a perfect start. Um, and then, yeah, you know, write himself in town folklore if he can get a result against Leeds. Absolutely. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, you mentioned Leeds. I suppose we need to get this out of the way, uh, Tom, because it's the same bloke you spoke to for the uh, <laughs> for the uh, game earlier in the season for the fan phone. And he predicted 4 0. He wasn't far off. Um, who did you speak to then, Tom? Tell, tell us all. Yeah, I had a, a quick chat with uh, Tom Johnson, who hopefully doesn't get his prediction as close um, as he did earlier in the season. And here it is. Hello, this is Tom Bradshaw, and you're listening to the Fan phone Hello, caller. Tell us about your team. Hi, Tom, mate. Thanks for coming on again. Um... Tell us how Leeds are performing at the moment. If I'm being honest with you, on Friday night, yes, it was a brilliant result. I actually thought we were pretty poor. Start the second half, but if you go back over the next, the last eight, nine games, obviously we've won every single one of them. So we are hitting top form. Also, the energy we've took out on Friday night and then also got Chelsea on Wednesday night in the Cup, depending on what kind of team we put out there. He's going to need to rest some players. There's been a lot of workload into these players. They're going to need a rest, but we are possibly in our best form of the season so far. Who's um, the standout players for Leeds at the moment? In terms of standout players, Georgie Naruta is getting better and better as the season goes on. He's creating many, many chances and 
for me, nice, you don't know what he's going to do with the ball. I don't think he does. Um, if he could add a couple more goals, then, yeah, you can easily see why we paid the sum we did last January for him. Obviously, Crescentio Somerville is our top scorer, 16 goals this year. Patrick Bamford has had a really good 2024 so far. He's got five goals, seven games. If he's going to be fit, obviously, he's just got to be careful with his injuries. But, yeah, I'd say those three are the ones at the minute. How impressed are you with Fark's regime and where does it rank in terms of the kind of recent managers you've you've had at Leeds? In terms of Fark and our recent managers, obviously last season we're right off Jesse Marsh, Javi Gracia, Big Sam. Yeah, he's, he's miles above any of them. If you talk about Bielsa and Fark, Bielsa obviously edges it as he changed the complete culture and style of our club. And he won he won the league. If Fark wins the league, or even just gets his promotion, is he up there? Probably. He's got the same kind of feel good factor, so I'd say he's below Bielsa, but he's got the chance, depending on what he does with this club and this this team, to go even further. Well, off the back of that and with the obviously brilliant recent run of form that you're on. Are you now eyeing up automatic promotion? That's that's what I was doing. Promotion is the million dollar question. As it stands, if we keep playing how we play, yes, I would be confident. Ipswich worries me as their running is possibly the easiest out of the top four. Uh, our next four games are the ones where we can't really afford to drop points. We're playing teams in the bottom third of the league in our next four games, I believe. Uh, so we'd be looking for 12 points there, is what I'd be thinking. Uh, and then towards the end, we've got Southampton, Hull, Borough, who are all likely to cause us problems. But yeah, as it stands, I'd say 60% in my head. And finally, um, hopefully you're not as close as you were last time. Um, what's your prediction for Saturday? Saturday. So the last time I did this for you guys, I was one goal off I went, Went four 0 I think. So I just think we was playing Wednesday night and then the early kick off Saturday. That extra bit of rest for you guys. I still think we'll beat you. And I think I'll go possibly two nil. Early one early goal and then one very, very late goal to kill it off, maybe like ninety first, ninety fourth minute. Something like that. And there we go. Yeah. Very positive, very positive, um, very positive stuff. I mean, uh, that he he is eyeing those automatics now, Brady. What a, what a position to be in, eh? <laughs> yeah, be us next season, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> in League One, no, uh, in the Championship, of course. Let's move on to Kwame's question because uh, I think it's a fairly interesting one this week. Okay, so the question we asked was, you may have seen after that win against Watford that our chairman did a little tweet that annoyed, you could say, some of the Leeds fans. Uh, So our question this week was, for you all, would you prefer quiet from the chairman and the Huddersfield Town fan base in the build-up to the Leeds game, or are you happy for the back and forth? So I'm going to read some of the listener responses, and then I'll come to Don, Tom, and you'll hear from myself. Uh, Jonathan Ford, he says, I'd just stay quiet. Honestly, just let our tactics and plan do the talking on Saturday. 
Nick Barlow says, it's all part of the theatre that comes with a derby. I'm more than happy to see some banter between fans and for the chairman to be vocal on social media. It's just boring otherwise. If Kev never posted, fans would moan about that as well. Huddersfield Town uh, 1908 says, I've always taught that pride becomes for a whole. Concentrate on ourselves. And I've cut out what he said there because uh, I don't think we should really mention that on a podcast. Marco 4J says, uh, this one's a foregone conclusion anyway. Why not kick the hornet's nest a bit and see if a few of them don't melt? Might as well enjoy some of it. When the time comes that it's more level playing field, I'd rather focus on the game. Tom, what do you make of it all? To be fair, that la- that last one's um, not not a, a terrible assessment of the the situation, in my opinion, Brady. Yeah, like, look, I think town fans can realistically hold their hands up and say, yeah, we're we're nowhere near the level of Leeds at the moment. We're probably not gonna win the game. So, yeah, is is <laughs> is the only fun we're gonna get out of it potentially just trying to wind up some Leeds fans on. Social media, I guess, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, coming from the chairman, I don't know. It's 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 very like kind of it's it's very like a a kid going to their first away game and getting a bit excited about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, fair play. I mean, they they they're obviously trying to embrace the kind of English football culture, maybe, but. Um, yeah, sometimes it's like maybe just take a step back before you <laughs> before you press send. Yeah, uh, Dom, what are your thoughts on it all? It's Leeds United's team talk sorted already, and the um, they had something similar uh, for Wester before, where you know Enzo Moresco tried doing a bit of mind games you know, yeah. last week, saying that uh, you know oh, it's way more important for Leeds to win. And, and I, I just don't think there's any need. Um, and unfortunately, it's not the first time that we've seen that from, from Town's owner where he, he just can't help himself but go on social media to express his opinions. And I know some people find it refreshing. I quite like his video blogs that he does with Dave. I've got no objections with a lot of what gets said there. Well, I do, actually, because, again, I think there's some stuff that should probably be kept in-house. Um, but he wants to be open and transparent and upfront and honest and in some ways i like that um but i just wouldn't do it i just wouldn't do it the week before you know for huddersfield a lot of huddersfield fans um you know already dreading this week um and then you know your owner says it puts that out on social media that then gets picked up by leeds fans and you know leeds the club will be well aware of it what's going to get discussed uh, Daniel Farker's pre-match press conference. Oh, I've got a funny feeling that might get brought up there as well. So you're just giving them more motivation. And the reality is that Leeds have got superior players to Huddersfield Town. So if they turn up, they will win on Saturday. And so I, I just I don't think it's particularly professional either, really. You know, I, and that's where I just feel as if it's sometimes just best to stay silent. You know, there is a reason why there aren't other owners in the championship that are on social media and have their own accounts that you know and that's because you know you will get more criticism than praise that I, I don't really see what you, you what you're gonna gain there from you know putting statements out or you know, so, yeah I, I think if you want to do that I just go through the club's channels that's what I would do 
personally rather than you know yeah he to him in his head he's he's doing it as he's thinking this is a great way to interact and uh you know get to know the town public and he has been in the job less than a year um but i, I just for me it's an absolute no no i just wouldn't do it yeah i mean uh, uh, to be honest like you know with some of the kevin nagel stuff i think you know he's the chairman he can he can do what he likes in some respects and i agree with you dom i think some of the videos are really nice and um i do think he's a lot more open than most chairmen are and there are pros and cons to that but i've got to be honest i was <laughs> my immediate thoughts when i saw that tweet i was like oh great brighton right we've got a first win in charge you've come back from behind that's a really positive start blah 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 and then i saw that and i saw all the leads and kicking off and i just thought oh for god's sake <laughs> just like we don't need this right now and i think that's the thing that's kind of how I, I still feel about it it's like like you say you're talking about ammunition and you know that's their team talk sort of Leeds united i'm i'm of the same like don't give them an extra incentive you know yeah. i just um it's poking uh, the bear necessarily you know just yeah. don't do it yeah not yeah. when they're bigger stronger and better than you are and that that's just you know right if you were, you know, the team that are second and were absolutely flying like they are, then fair enough. Yeah, you probably can take sort of the moral high ground, and um, you know. But I just think, yeah, I I would have just left it out. I, yeah, if you're going to say anything, well done, Brighton Writer, great win. Let's build on it, you know. And then some of the cliche stuff that you'd expect, you know, a chairman to come out with. But that's the beauty, I suppose, of Kevin Nagel is that he doesn't do that. And he just tells it as it is. And and again, yeah. I think that's why a lot of Huddersfield fans will love that. It's not boring, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. And as someone uh, who has to do a podcast every week, uh, thank you, Kevin, because we always have something to talk about. <laughs> so uh, great for content, not great for uh, for vibes and feeling maybe for me. But I'm a bit of a warrior with stuff like that. Um, Tell you what, chaps, we'll we'll head to half time here. And, and while we do, if you are off to the game on Saturday, like myself, um, might see it Magic Rock uh, Tap Room. But if not, if you want some beers before then, don't forget you can use our code AHTTC10 at magicrockbrewing.com and you get 10% off any online orders. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the little ticker at the bottom that tells you what to do. So, uh, yeah, get it used. Right, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about Huddersfield, Huddersfield Town Women and uh, what we think the score will be. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, chaps. So 
this is completely my fault, but I forgot to include Beth Stanfield, Huddersfield Town Captain's uh, uh, voice note that she did for, for us. So I'm going to play that for her now because they've not actually played since then. Hello, you all right? Um, yeah, let's just get straight into it then. So I think the last game we went up to was just before Christmas, wasn't it? So we had Stour Bridge away. Um, I didn't play that game, um, but we lost that 3-2. So obviously that was a bit gutting um, to lose that. I think it was nil-nil at half-time. Um, and I think we had a bit of... Um, bit of a change right before kickoff the keeper got injured and Liv uh, one of the defenders had to go in goal so that really kind of threw the plans out the window um, and to be fair she did really well to put herself forward and go in net but obviously then you're at such a disadvantage not having like a proper keeper in net for that game so yeah we're unfortunate that, that happened and then and that we lost that game but yeah and then we had a Christmas break and then back after Christmas um, so this was my first game back as well we had Stoke at home um, and we won that 2-1. That was a really good uh, performance from everyone. It was really gritty and like everyone just worked the socks off really to get that, that win. Um, we went in at half-time 1-1 and we did feel like, you know, we had we were the better team and we had the beating of them. And then, um, yeah, managed to get the, the, the winning goal. And for the last maybe 15 minutes or so, we were, we were kind of just clinging on, but... We did well to see that one out and get three points on the board. So, yeah, that was a really good win for us. Um, then we had a County Cup game um, a couple of weeks after that um, against Rossington, um, which we won 10-0, I think. So, yeah, obviously continuing on in the County Cup. Um, and then we had another Cup game against Halifax. That was the League Cup um, that was a disappointing game, to be honest. Not only the fact that we lost, but just the way our performance wasn't very good. Um, probably not up to the standards we expect. Um, and it's always worse to kind of, like, we were winning at half-time, so then to go on and lose the game was gutting as well. Um, but, yeah, we just... We didn't really create anything in the second half, and we just really struggled to keep hold of the ball. Um, and Halifax, obviously, because they were losing, were throwing everything at us, so... Yeah, um, yeah, that was got in because we've done quite well in that competition the last few seasons. So to go out at that stage was, yeah, uh, not great. But we've got them again soon in the league. So hopefully we can put that right. Um, and then we just had Derby, um, which unfortunately again we lost three one. Um, but although the result wasn't very good, our performance was was much better. So. The first half, we were pretty unlucky to go in 1-0 down, to be honest. We really pressed them and really caused them a lot of problems at the back. And we had a couple of big chances that we probably should have scored. And then we've just been undone by kind of a long ball, a bit of a miscommunication at the back, which has led to them having a, an open goal to score in, to be honest. So, yeah, a bit annoying that we went in 1-0 down, considering like our performance and chances that we had. Um, but then we did get it back to 1-1, Kaz with a great finish um, and then Derby kind of changed their approach in the second half so they stopped kind of playing out from the back and they started to go a bit more direct into their wingers who were very fast um, and they just kind of kept doing that and eventually they they scored two goals very quickly again so 
after that, it was very difficult to get back into the game, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we can take positives out of that moving forward. Um, I think we've got a County Cup game this weekend coming at home, uh, I believe. And then we've got um, Halifax in the league on Thursday, the 22nd of February. So um should be a good game that so if you can get down and support that'd be great um i'm sure there'll be more kind of information on our socials and stuff so yeah obviously i think there's maybe 10 games left of the season so massive massive test for us at the moment so yeah we just got to keep going and try and pick up points where we can um but yeah and there we go. Thanks to Beth. Um, yeah. Also, if anyone does fancy, the next game is uh, West Brom Women at the Staffax Arena. That's the in Stores Hall. Uh, it's on Sunday at two o'clock, so it doesn't clash with with Town's game. Six pound for adults, four pounds for concessions, and under sixteen free. Um, the battling relegation at the moment, so um, I think any support would be appreciated. And if you can get yourself along to that, do so. And there are also congratulations to them for reaching the County Cup final against Doncaster Rover Bells. Um, Dave's not been announced for that yet, but I'm going to try and get along to that support the town. Not often we get to see town in the top cup final, is it, Tom? No, um, and that, uh, I think West Brom are the team above them in the league, Brady. So, yeah, big game, big game. Big game. Well, best of luck to town women on Sunday. Right, OK, we're going to come back onto the game um, and talk about the manager because we did a little poll before we were recording, which was, I confident Town will stay up with Andre Brighton right in charge. Extra points if you explain your reason. Again, I'll read out some comments, but um, we had 526 votes on a poll that I remembered to do about a couple of hours before we were recording. 82.9% um, said yes. 2.1% uh, said no. 14.4% said not sure. And some of the comments, uh, Mark Harrison, he seems to have a good track record of going in and having an immediate effect. That little bit of tactical acumen is there to get the best from what's available to turn draws into wins. Very confident he can keep us up comfortably. Andy Moore says, confident he will get the best out of the squad with some detailed game management, although I think we will get tonked a few times playing open football. Aussie Terrier. Andre has a clear plan. He obviously hasn't come in and tried to change too much at once. Can obviously pick and time his subs to great effect. I think fitness will improve. Can't wait for him to sign at the end of the summer. Matos on loan for another season would be a great start. And I'll read last one uh, from Steve B, who says, I feel more confident than pre-Worthington. Andre appears to be the man of the plan. Comes across very well, too. Um, gents, very confident from uh, the town fans there. But what are your thoughts, uh, Dom? You were a little unsure of the appointment, but now you're kind of, you know, maybe a bit more encouraged from what you've seen. So I'll come to you. Do you think they'll stay up with him in charge? I think they will, but if you're then asking me who do I think of the three teams that are going to go down, other than Rotherham, I'm struggling with the other two. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday are in great form. Every time you think QPR are maybe hitting a, like a yeah. sticky patch, they then seem to you know, get a result out of nowhere. Millwall in Neil Harris's first match in charge, in his second spell going back, you know, they're getting a win at Southampton. You know, that's where it's just such a crazy division and we've come to expect that just all the time, haven't we, um, from the Championship. I feel like Town should have enough, though. I do. I think that um, they will have only themselves to blame 
if they're relegated now. Um, I, you know, they brought four players in in January, uh, and really, it's only been Matos so far, hasn't it? Who has sort of stepped up and we're starting to see you know, the, the two strikers that we were wanting and craving have come in. You know, one of them might be injured and miss the rest of the season, and then uh, the, the other forward is an unused sub on the bench last week. So. Yeah, but you know, I think on the subs, that's where going back to you know the message that you read out there, Brady, is that um, yeah, Brighton Wright has certainly swung things like Towns' way with his subs last week, with you know Danny Ward coming on and getting two, and Edwards having a hand in the the goal. So yeah, that shouldn't be underestimated, and he's a very experienced boss, and and you'd like to think that there'll be another couple of matches this season where tactically he make changes either in formation or personnel that will then you know lead to town getting some crucial points on the board here's open tom what about yourself i suppose we're gonna have plenty more time to talk about this and change your opinion <laughs> before and against but uh how are you feeling in the moment right now um yeah i think it, i mean dom's touched on it, and it comes down to who do you think is uh maybe going to take those three spots. I think Stoke are in a lot of trouble, aren't they, at the moment? Um, but then then I think it is quite open. So it's it's that target, isn't it, of, what do you think, 47 to 50? If you're in that kind of bracket there, you, you, you're probably going to be looking like you're okay. Um, it's, such a, it's so tight, though. It's like, the, I mean, that... Anyone, anyone could get dragged into it now, I think. like I, f- I feel like it is going to be, if you're above 45 points, you're probably going to be okay. So um, I think I still think from Plymouth down, it's it's um, it's kind of any of those teams could potentially drop into it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's something there. I mean, the fact that was that our first win after going behind this season um, mm-hmm. and it's his first game, like, that's not a bad start to have, is it? I know Watford are in a bit of a on a very bad run themselves. Um, so it'd be very. It's, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to play um, Leeds coming up next. Because I think Watford maybe were second bottom of the form table potentially, third bottom of the form table when we played them, and now we're playing top of the form table. So massive contrast there. But I think it's really going to maybe show us where he is at, and. I, I think if we see a performance more than anything, um, then um, I'll be I'll be pretty confident that he can he can keep us up, Brady. Yeah. Watford was Town's first away win since the end of November too, so it was crucial from that perspective that we got back to winning ways. You know, on the travels, and and you know, you're looking at. I mean, that Rotherham match before the international break, depending on how it goes over the next week, you know, that could be absolutely enormous you know in the context of the season we all hope it isn't and if town have a good week then again it will take a bit of pressure going off and by that point i mean rotherham i think have won three times all season they haven't won in 10. uh it'll be a banana skin but i mean if you can't go to rotherham and win then you know you probably are in trouble and again it falls into that category of you don't deserve to stay up really and as they're as they're the only team that have been cut adrift um but yeah, I mean, like for town as well, it's the t- it's like, they've got positive 
like news when you look at like the team selection, you know, you would expect Sober Thomas will be back for Leeds, so here comes straight in. So that was strength for them going forwards. Um, the top scorer, um, he should be back very soon as well. And then you've got you know, Borker might be available. Um, and so the, you know, there's still players in the treatment room as well for town, so that I think gives them encouragement as well for the running, yeah. I well, I think I said to you guys before we were recording. I think even it wasn't great under Darren Moore, and I think now that we've had a bit of distance, you can. It's a shame because I think Tom, you'd agree. We kind of wanted things to work out for Darren Moore, but I think what's kind of more damning is John Worthington's come in, and you've seen such an impact. And you know, Andrew Brighton, uh, yes, only one game, but kind of carried on. So I think that looks worse. But it is the draws, you know, the draws for me show even when maybe we didn't have the right manager that we're not a million miles off and I, I do look at some of the fixtures you know like Cardiff coming up that's quite a big game they've not really been scoring much at home do they have a lot to play for again that Rotherham game you touched on Dom it's massive and I do think although yes like Chef Wednesday flying at the moment um you know it's still Still five points, you know, before the Leeds game that they have to claw above us and three positions. I think, look, there's going to be a lot of changes between now and the end of the season. I just, famous last words, this is the least worried I've maybe felt about town. Just because before I felt it was a team, you know, particularly before Warnock came in last season, I just felt it was a team that couldn't really give more. Whereas I think what I've kind of thought under Darren Moore is that there was a team that could give more and for whatever reason it just wasn't working out and I think we've seen that with John Worthington and you know hopefully carries on with Andre Bryan right so yeah I don't know I just think looking at all the other teams I know you made the point that Neil Harris is back and Millwall got a kind of positive performance at the weekend but I still you know is that going to last forever Stoke I think they're in real trouble you touched on them Tom QPR again we don't know what's going on with the last chair. He could be suspended. You know, he's got that um, suspended jail sentence, but he could potentially be gone. And yeah, I just, um, I just, famous last words. I just think Town are looking up more than maybe looking down than they have for the season. Um, but we will see. <laughs> Ask me how I feel at about three o'clock on Saturday. Um, but yeah, Dom, I suppose I'll ask you. Um, with this then, you, you said you've watched these a little bit, but there isn't many weaknesses, but how do you think Town could get some joy from this? Or do you think it's more about, um, like Tom mentioned, the performance, uh, if we see a performance in this one? I think the position that they've got to target is left back for Leeds. Uh, Junior Firpo um, has been much improved in the last couple of months, uh, but defensively, uh, he's not the best. And so that's where I think that Sorba Thomas could have some joy there. Um, and Josh Karoma, um, you know, potentially would maybe sort of move over to that side as well. And, and I think that, yeah, that would be the, um, the weak, the weakest link, I would say, in Leeds' defence. But then Tom did say it before that they've got the best defensive record this year. I think they've only conceded once so far, and, uh, well, or twice in the championship. So, yeah, it's been ridiculous, really. That you know they've had a settled team, um, and, and they've even got Archie Gray, who is probably one of the like the brightest 
young talents outside of the Premier League. He's playing out of position at right back, but looks like he's played there for years. Um, I think for, t- for Town as well, it's just can they hold their own in midfield um, up against, it will probably be Ilya Groove uh, and Glenn Kamara. Uh, you know, Groove is, he can just run a midfield. He can just dictate it. He's got really uh, silky left foot and he can just you know, spray passes from side to side. So they can't give him room. You just can't let him get on the ball and, and dominate. And, and that's where you need Matos going flying in. Um, but at the same time, Town have to try and keep the discipline right, in the heat of battle. Because that's it. I mean, lunchtime kickoff. It's not going to be a sleepy lunchtime kickoff that sometimes you'd see in the Premier League. There's going to be a huge crowd there. You'd like to see there'd be a great atmosphere. Brighton Wright will get introduced to the crowd before kickoff. Here, get a good ovation. And so Town have to play on that, but they have to keep their emotions in check and keep the cool one. And I think if they do that, there's no reason why they can't give a good account of themselves. However, I do keep going back to the front four and, and they could rotate it. It's just frightening. You know, the, the reality is the options leads have got on the bench, they would get into, those players would get into most teams or a lot of teams in the championship, including Town. And so can Town nullify and keep Dan James, Somerville, Jorginho Ruta, who... Is a, is a Premier League player for me. Um, Somerville arguably is as well. You know, like the, their their numbers, their goals and assists are incredible. And then they've got Pirot that he spent twelve million on in the summer. He's got double figures. And Bamford has rediscovered a bit of form. So I pretty much listed my, most of the team there. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say it's left back. That, and after a long week, you know, that Leeds will have had from travelling to Chelsea and, you know, it'd be great if that went to extra time and penalties and, you know, let's, let's get them really knackered before they come to the John Smiths. That'd be great. And then, you know, town could you know, potentially look to cash in. It's open. Uh, Tom, I suppose there's a few, you know, we don't know the injury news and stuff like that. And we obviously we used to do uh, pick your 11. I'm not going to ask you to do that, but are there any changes you'd do for this one you know question marks about hoggy you know sort of like uh, dom said sober thomas hopefully should be back for this one um is there anything you you do or maybe like to see yeah sober being back is going to be key because i think if we're going to get any chances it's probably going to be coming from mainly any set pieces we pick up like the big chances potentially so if we if we can get sober back in that'd be brilliant i mean if helic is fit as well what a what a boost that'd be. I mean, it sounded like he was reasonably close-ish, but I mean, I think it might be a big ask. I think Bolker was just ill, wasn't he? The other, mm. um, on Saturday. So, I mean, I, I quite like the look of him as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be so key that we just limit them to basically getting in our box. Because whenever I've seen them play, they're just so dangerous when they're just piling forward and they get it, the ball in the box. And it, it's so hard to to defend against but if we can if we can limit their kind of touches in and around our area then then you are going to have some success but it's a lot to ask because it's so intense um but yeah i, I think matos is such a, a big player for this game and and dom's right there if he if he can 
It's one of those he's got. He's getting stuck in early, but it's getting stuck in where he's not picking up a yellow in the first ten minutes, kind of thing. Because um, I, I, I really like him and what a signing he's been. And I think if if we can kind of win that midfield, you, you you're almost winning half the battle in the sense that just stopping that progression starting where they where then they they get forward and they're looking really dangerous. But um. Yeah, I mean, if we can get Helic and Sauber back, Brady, Blumenick, what, what a boost that would be going into this game. It's not yeah. going to happen, but I would actually leave out Jonathan Hogg. And mm. if Sauber's available uh, and he sticks with, say, like a 3-5-2, if we're thinking that that's the formation at the minute that he's happy with, and then I'd have Sauber at right wing back and I'd be moving Kasuma into midfield. And then yeah. that's the energy and legs there. With that's um, Kasumu, Matos and Radoni mm. and that's where I could see Town could potentially outnumber at Leeds and that's where um, you know I, you know, from the, the week that they've had you know, the, the, maybe they could get the upper hand um, but I, I don't think that can you leave Hoggy out for this I, I'm not sure that Brighton Leiter will do that and then they've got a decision to make over Danny Ward as well like Danny Ward's got two goals so does he now come in to start but then Who's he come in for? Bergsorg or Caroma? Um, so these are like good problems to have if you're Brighton right. So you know, going into you know, <laughs> you know one, you know, one of if not the biggest match of the season in many like town eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think um I, I think that's a really good point, Dom. That's what I'd do. Hoggy obviously had to come off and get us Watford, uh, I think at the hour mark. So you know, if he's not 100%, I would be tempted to do that. And I know Jonathan Hogg is, uh, you know, it's a bit difficult to leave him out. But um, I suppose that's how you'd sell it to him, potentially, if he's not fully fit. I, I agree with um, what you were saying, Tom, though. You know, Leeds, that front four that we keep talking about, that Leeds have is, is very threatening. But I think if Bolker is fit, because um, we are quite a slow back line, my concern really is, is maybe Matt Pearson. Um, you know, on that end. But if Bulk is in there, I can just he can just kind yeah. of mop things up. But who's who's going to drop out then? If Bulk is fit and you want him in, and if Helic is fit and we want him in, it's then <laughs> we're town leaving out to accommodate them. I'd probably drop Ryuta, although I'd, he put a really good assist. Um, I think Brody Spencer's. I'd, I'd kind of argue he's a bit undroppable at the moment. So, I don't know, Pearson, you want that drive. Do you leave him out? Lees has been quite solid this season, and I think he's quite good to go. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure Helic is going to be fit for this. So, I'd probably swap Utah for, for Bolker, and you can always bring Utah on. That's, that's what I think you'd be risky throwing Helic in this. He's not played mm. in weeks. I think it's it's more sort of realistic. Bulker has been in and out. Um, he's not actually had a consistent run yet since joining town. He's been a bit unfortunate. But yeah, I, I could see him coming in. I, I wonder though if Brighton writer will be a bit similar to Darren Moore in the sense of he likes the balance of a left footer in the back three. And so that then plays into Utah's hands. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd be weighing all those things up. But yeah, I, that... I don't think Town can go in with a back three that they played at Watford against Leeds. I don't think it's mobile or athletic enough. Um, and on transition, that's where Leeds will get a lot of joy, can hurt them, I think. Great mm. problem to have if we start getting all these players fit again. Because when you're listing those names out there, Blumenek, 
like going with this running, if we can get a fully fit squad, I'd be it builds your confidence so much more that town are going to be all right. Um, I think what like Dom asking the question of who do you put up front, and I, I feel like we mentioned this when we played them away, but um, we didn't really have a striker that day, did we? I think Bergzog came on, Harrow, yeah. I think yeah. I think one one point we kind of made was like because they're, they're quite a young kind of defence. I mean, they're, they're very good defence, but I think if you throw some, if Danny Ward does start, does he kind of do the old, he gets some old tricks in there. Do you know what I mean? Pulling Ampadu's shorts down, that kind of thing. And <laughs> do you know, I, I just think it'd be, it'd be a really good, I, I think that kind of thing might work. Get a bit of old school up them and yeah, rattle them a bit maybe. And, and, and I, coming off the back of those two goals, it might be great to get, to give him sixty minutes start and then and then bring on Berg's Berzog and have or do you know what I mean? I don't know which way works better. Do you have Berzog running rings around and just running at them for sixty minutes and then bring Danny Ward on or do you have Danny Ward roughing them up for a bit and then bring the the, the legs on? Yeah, it's tricky. I if you if you had to push me on it, I'd probably I'm not sure Ward is you know, I don't think he can stay. Probably last sixty minutes, and I actually feel it's maybe better for him at this point to to be a sub because you, the spaces do happen, and Bergsorg is going to run out, run out, like you say. And I'd rather have him sixty minutes of Bergsorg running at him if if you were me. Thing is, as well, you know, you, you touched on it um, there, Dom, but Radulovic, like, yes, he was unused substitute. He, he had the illness as well, but. I, I thought this during the whole game. If if the game's kind of finally poised and we want to get balls in, or we, you know perhaps we we've got an opportunity to chase the game, I chuck him on. I don't know. Like you know, I know he's not really had a run and he's maybe been a bit unfortunate, but I, I kind of felt in that whole game, and that's not to criticise Worthy, but um, I felt it would have been good to play him really just to just to see what he can offer. He's something he's something different and. Yeah, this is a... where the mystery is. Like, we don't know yet what Brighton writer thinks of certain players, and yeah. so we're only going to find this out over time. Um, and so we don't know yet if he rates Radulovic and thinks he's got you know something to offer. Again, that goes back to the recruitment for me of where you hope it's joined up, where Town you know, brought the two strikers in, and that was sort of looking almost beyond Down and Moore, and that they genuinely do think that these two strikers. Are going to be big assets you know moving forward um so no you're right i mean he could have a part to play at some point and we can and this is it this is what town didn't have a few weeks ago just didn't have the options where i like, hear we're talking about you know they could rotate they could play if they wanted to you know do the and ward um and they just didn't have this luxury at the beginning of the year end of like christmas where it was just a constant struggle even at the beginning of the season with Hudlin and Harrett mm. you know untried pups at this level yeah. really um you know and so that they finally got the depth um and and yeah I I think overall I'm with, I'm with you though Brady I feel as if Wardy I'd probably keep on the bench I, I just think that he's so unpredictable is Bergzorg that he's the he's one of the few players town have got that he can just make things happen on his own, yeah. and I, and he could have an absolute stinker for pretty much the whole match of the weekend. We we wouldn't put it past him, would it? Yeah, would we? Because we've seen it before. But he could just have that moment of magic 
and that could be enough to get Town a result. Yeah. And uh, some player, we, you talk about options, Ben Wiles as well. You know, another interesting player, I think he's been, he seems to be a bit better in recent games. So plenty of options. I think we're dancing around it, chaps. So we'll come on to it. Um, your match predictions. Tom, I'll let you do the, the honour of going first. Town are going to win this game 2-1. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Who are you going for, uh, for the scorers then? I'll go with a um, Leah. Do you know Ben Wiles? Yeah, totally. Like, how close was that that chance, that shot he had against Watford? That nestled in top corners. Um, ben Wiles. I'd, I'd love him to get a goal. So, um, yeah, Ben Wiles and uh, let's go, Josh Cromer. Look, that that is obviously not what I think the result will be. I think I think Town would it be? It, I'd be very happy with a respectable kind of two-one, maybe even three-one defeat. But as long as we see a performance in there, like as long as we see that kind of an, a bit of identity and um, just just yeah, a good performance. Okay, okay. I tell you what, you should have said, Tom. Two-one. It's basically the uh, the game where Heffler gets the winner. But instead of Heffler getting the winner, it's Tom Edwards. Can you imagine? What <laughs> <laughs> a redemption! You, that would be a redemption arc, wouldn't it? Could you imagine <laughs> yeah. Tom Edwards' last-minute winner? I'm wow. speaking it into existence. <laughs> um, Dom, what are you thinking for this? I think it is going to be tight. Do you know what? I think a lot of people will be rocking up um, on Saturday thinking that, you know, on paper, Leeds will walk it. I don't know. I, I think a few weeks ago, I do fear that it would have been a 3 or 4 nil hammering, maybe coming town's way. Um, I feel as if Leeds will just edge it. Uh, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I think it's. I'm going to go for Leeds 2-1. Berg's all for town. And that's it, yeah. I, if Town score first, then that will just put the cat amongst the pigeons. It really would. You know, that would set it up, actually, perfectly. If Town got an early goal and rattled them. And, yeah, like Tom was saying, that's what we want. I just think we want Town to show no fear and, uh, you know, go into it and just forget about the run they're on, concentrate on what they can control and then give the best possible account that they can of themselves. Yeah, I, I I was penciling it down. I keep I keep coming past it, but I I agree with your kind of reasoning there, Dom. I I don't see this being the the battering I, I kind of thought a few weeks ago. Um, I yeah, but I I have to say I, I'm it feels like I'm copying you here. I I wonder it's going to be a bit like the whole game. Like I think they might just have too much for us, and there's no shame in that if we put in a performance and it's a derby. I, I do think there's a lot of um, positives, you know, it's a, it's a first game. I think the crowd will be good and will be behind the team and, you know, that little bit of excitement. And if you can't get carried away in football, what's the point? But um, they are a good team. You know, I hate to say it, they're on an incredible run. That run has to end at some point. But um, you're, I think you're right though, Dom. This, I'm going to be very interested in this FA Cup game. Um, I think that might tell us quite a lot. And it's an, early, you know, it's an early one. They can, they, they, I, I think they're looking at this FA Cup game, thinking we can progress here. Chelsea have just played a cup final. Then they're all, they're a bit shaky for Chelsea. There's a chance mm. they're on a run. Like they might go out and put out quite a strong side on Wednesday and really go for it. And that, 
then might take a bit of legs out of them on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's I'm kind of thinking the same. And you know, we saw what Middlesbrough did in the Carabao um, to Chelsea. You know, ended up losing quite heavily in the second leg, but put past them. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to one then probably. But if we got a draw, if we got if it was one all, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I feel like you know, and that would be fantastic. I think and a real kind of boost from for motivating motivating the team and the fans. But we will see. Another um, draw, yeah. Brady. I thought we weren't allowed to draw anymore. No, we're allowed <laughs> to draw now. <laughs> now that Darren Draw's gone. Hey, um, he's not drawn at Port Vale. He's Australian, eh? Poor bloke. Anyway, uh, we will leave it there. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining me as always. Dom, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks to everyone who stuck with us in uh, this one. And thanks to Magic, Magic Rock, who sponsored this as always. Tom and I will be back to preview the next games. Uh, probably going to do a double header with that midweek game. So uh, look out for that. And we'll end it there to tar for now and up the town. So town play up and bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.